Hi there, my name is Lyndon Smith. I'm a business consultant and we're joined today for another episode of Becoming the Brand. I'm joined in studio today with Patrick Von Pander, a business growth specialist and a digital transformation expert. Patrick, I wonder if you can give us a, an expanded elevator pitch of like who you are, what you do, and, and how you're out to, to make a difference in the world. Terrific. First of all, thanks very much for uh, for having me today, Lyndon. I really appreciate this. And this is honestly one of my first uh, ever podcasts. So this is uh, turning out to be a great experience. Um, yeah. So after almost a decade and a half in the telecom industry, during the time where it was deregulating here in Canada, uh, I took a career change into business coaching. And I've been doing that now. Earlier this month, I, I celebrated my 20-year anniversary of coaching uh, business people. Um, I've coached over 1,200 um, clients one-on-one. -on -one. Um, wow. I've worked with over 90 different corporate teams. I would say two-thirds of them are sales teams and one-third are, are executive or leadership teams, really helping them get the most out of their people. Um, but along the way, what I've found was what, m what most of my clients were really looking for is helping them take what's up here, that is their knowledge and experience uh, and skills and being able to document those and system and put them into systems and processes okay. and policies and procedures and roles and responsibilities. And been doing that for a long time and what I noticed was about five, six years ago, there was a definite shift where I came to the realization that the best way to embed those systems and pro or, or policies and procedures, roles and responsibilities was to embed them into the systems and processes that really guides their workflows. And, and so out of that was born uh, a question that they would ask with increasing frequency and that was, um, which technology should I be incorporating to really run my businesses? Uh, or run my business. And so that really brought me back into the technological aspect. So long story made a little shorter, um, you know, working with business and people was a long time passion of mine and combining those um, has, been, uh, has been really rewarding. The last four, five, six years, increasingly the technology um, aspect of it has uh, has really played an, uh, a key role in uh, in that so I'm having a great time being able to work with businesses with the you know the technology transformation and the digital adoption and a lot of it is really taking them by the hand and either guiding them into what I call the technology forest and I know that they haven't gone into the technology forest if they're still running like their business, you know, in, in a small part or maybe mostly or maybe completely off of spreadsheets. Um, and then there's that cohort where if they um, are already in the technology forest, but they've got a, a, a disparate collection of all these different softwares and apps, and yeah. all of them are separate logins, separate databases, and, and really doing different functions, but not integrating to allow you to run the entire business enterprise uh, cohesively. That's really been my, uh, my joy and that's where I've been working with most. So it's been really rewarding and, uh, and I, I love putting together these plans uh, that then require some change management as well on the people side of it to make sure that 
the, the, the people working within the company and within the business are really well matched to the technologies that are, um, that are, that are being recommended and implemented. So I hope that gives you. Yeah. So if I have it right, I mean, you, you, you kind of get into a business, you, you, you zoom out together with the, with the owners of the business, take a look at their complete tech technology stack that they've got and explore some ways where you can kind of centralize everything together and optimize their processes and systems um, in, a, in a very structured and methodical, methodical yeah my manner. ideal my ideal goal it's not always possible to get there yeah. is to be able to land on a single platform that allows them to operate um, across the full spectrum of business business units, whether it's business development, which mm -hmm. feeds and informs your operational product and service delivery aspect, and then of course your your finance and accounting piece of that to ensure profitability. Yeah. Um, so it's I try to take the complex and simplify it, and I bring in a model that they can usually wrap their heads around, and then we go deep dive into each component piece. And every business is kind of in a different situation, whether it's you know size based or um, you know the evolution of their business um, in terms of technological sophistication. And every business is, has got their strengths and weaknesses. And so yeah. it's usually the weaknesses that we end up working on first, yeah. because that's what's usually holding them back from having the kind of results they really want. It's, it's always an interesting uh, question, um, you know, which, which softwares to actually use, right? Because there are so many, so many out there in the market, and you actually run the risk of just introducing another patch or another you know, solution to, mm -hmm. you know, something that's happening in your business and you're just adding more and more um, to that stack that you've got. So, so optimizing that stack can, can make your business, you know, like extremely efficient mm -hmm. and, um, and you save you heaps of money, like in, in the long yeah. term. So there's, there's a handful of things that I run into most often when we're having, when I'm having conversations with owners or partners or leaders, leadership teams. And that is, they're overwhelmed by all the choices. Mm -hmm. They're confused by the choices. They're fearful of making bad decisions, like investing in the wrong technology that's not yeah. going to serve them for oh, yeah. three, five plus years to come. Um, and they tend not to have the in-house experience or expertise or skill sets to really evaluate what's out there. And, and so that becomes a real challenge. Yeah. And often what, I, what I've experienced with business owners is um, you know, when, when you're looking at uh, a, a particular solution, mm -hmm. um, they're looking at it for an immediate you know, solution. It's, it's not something that is going to necessarily serve their business in three, five, or even 10 years down the line. So is that something that you get into and you create oh. a, a roadmap for, for the business? You take a look at their trajectory, their growth, and um, is this solution still going to be fit for purpose in, mm -hmm. in say, five years from now? For me, Lyndon, it's the price of admission. I, I let them know right out of the gates. Yeah. I'm not looking to have you solve like your short-term immediate <clears throat> yeah. pain. It's it's the long-term effect. Um, I'm looking to, whether it's for an exit out of the company, if it's an ownership situation, they want to exit, or they're just looking for, for growth. I look at it from a three to five plus year perspective and you want to have that conversation and you want to have, um, you want to get an insight into what their vision is for that growth. You know, it, 
it, it will have an impact on what I recommend if if their aspiration is to grow, let's say, 50% in yeah. the next three to five years, as opposed to another business that is looking for a 3x or 5x or 10x, that's going to have a definite impact on what choices are going to be the right choices for them to build their business on top of to accommodate that growth trajectory. So absolutely. yeah, good point. And uh, absolutely, it's for me, it's the price of admission. And I I come into it looking at the the long term um, and the and the big picture. Yeah, and there's obviously some uh, economic factors that uh, you know that that come into play when when looking at that those long term projections, those forecasts. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so I, I mean that was yeah. the your introduction. <laughs> I wonder if we can actually get into. I mean, so the purpose of this this podcast series is uh, all about becoming the brand. I wonder if you know, can you can you. Share with us your experience, your business, and, and how you've developed your own personal, powerful brand that you that you carry with you today. Um, let me start with a story. Um, my mentor, when I was at working at Telus in, in the telecom industry, as I was heading out, he said, "Patrick, you're not going to have the big Telus name and logo to open doors for you. Yeah. You're going to need to do, uh, and you're not going to have it to be able to have people take your phone calls and return your calls." You're going to need to build your own brand and you're going to need to build your own network of contacts and connections as an ultimate tool for leverage. And so when you're coming into a market and at that time, almost no one knew what coaching really was. Um, You know, we're talking 2003, 2004, 2005. It was starting to emerge in the US, but they were three to four years ahead of where Canada was in terms of adopting it or even understanding it. So, you know, there's a heavy educational component um, involved in that. And and so I knew the brand was going to need to be playing a, a critical role and its recall. Right, being able to have people remember who you are, and one thing I learned in Spades when I was at Telus is they were very good at their marketing. Right, their their visuals evoke emotion, mm-hmm. and they typically have a real strong story behind it. So, you know, for me, when I came up with with the brand, my brand, the Big Picture Coach, and the logo associated with that, I I um. I really wanted to put some thought into what what is coaching. And so for me, I went through a whole process of, of really distilling it down to kind of a basic concept. What is coaching? And for me, the way I defined it was leveraged evolution. Lovely. Do you, Le- want, to ex- do you want to expand on that for us? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So first of all, uh, leveraged ev- evolution is and it was really born out of a spirit that, you know what, in the marketplace, the marketplace is constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. It's moving forward. And if if you don't evolve at all, you're going to be left behind. Oh, yeah. If you evolve at, at a certain at the same rate that the marketplace is evolving, you're then you're yeah. you're not going to make any inroads. You're not going to get any further. You need to evolve faster than the market. Yeah. And so behind that, uh, I wanted to sort of encapsulate that. And so when I broke down the two mm-hmm. words, leverage, what what for me was like a human invention for leverage, and I decided on the wheel. Mm-hmm. 
So a wheel lets us go faster than we can go on our own, further than we can go on our own, carry heavier loads than we could carry on our own. So I wanted to incorporate that um, into whatever the logo design was. Now, I suck at logo design or graphic design, but I wanted to be able to give direction to the graphic, you know, the logo designer. So I wanted to have it represent the wheel. And a lot of the courses and programs that I craft, I seem to have this structure where it's like a almost like a like a metric structure like factor of 10 so yeah. there'll be like 10 10 modules per per course or 10 chapters and 10 lessons per and then i have I've, I've written like 82 top 10 lists so the number 10 so i wanted to have 10 spokes to the wheel and it was like okay make the wheel 10 spokes then the evolution the word evolution was really representative of human development for me. And I feel that coaching is really um, a dynamic which accelerates that evolution. So I wanted to have the logo really represent evolution. And if you go down to its base form, you know, we as a species, we came originally from the water and then we moved on to land. And, and so if you look at the 10 spokes of the wheel, I asked my graphic designer to be able to say, okay, the spoke in terms of color choices, the spoke at the one o'clock position, if you look at the, mm -hmm. at the logo as a face of a clock, yeah. one o'clock position is blue and at the 12 o'clock position, it's green. green yeah. And then you go through the whole spectrum of colors. And then you as a graphic designer, you just do your thing with the color choices in all of those 10 spokes. And that's that really was what they came up with. So that was the, the launch of that. Because at that time, I didn't know whether I was just going to be a solo operator as a coach or whether, you know, I might want to go corporate or franchise and be able to really blow it up. I wanted to have the option. So my design, you know, my logo, my mm -hmm. branding, I wanted to have as many options as possible available to me. And at that time, there was a couple of um, coaching franchises that were just starting to emerge. Yeah. And I wanted to leave that option open and available for me. So that sort of really for, uh, informed how I wanted to approach it. I wanted to have that, that choice available. Excellent. And and when you started the business, uh, were you clear on, on um, who your, your target, your client was, your ideal clients? You know, uh, the marketplace is always right. <laughs> I believe that. And, and so I didn't, even though I came from the corporate marketplace, I really hadn't held an executive position in a corporation. So I felt it was, it was maybe premature. And I was, you know, I was still pretty young at the time, relatively young. And, uh, and, and so I didn't feel like I would have the credibility to do executive coaching. So I chose to go small, medium business uh, coaching, um, like small, medium businesses yeah. and professionals. And it turned out that through, you know, doing some sampling and market research, um, the first professions that really responded well to it were realtors, mortgage brokers, and financial advisors. Interesting. Yeah. And so for the first five, six years, that was 80% of my business. And the common element there were they were high ticket, 
high ticket professional services where every single deal that they incremental deal that they would do would be <clears throat> worth a lot for them. So helping them be able to tweak their performance and focus, yeah. they didn't need to sell that many more homes or do that many more mortgages or land any more like financial um, account or financial uh, advisory clients to be able to afford me, especially when I started at a fairly reasonable low rate to build up my portfolio. And Patrick, you mentioned that when you started the business, it was relatively new concept business coaching. Were, were there a lot of competitors or were you bumping no. up against other consultants fighting for business? I mean, well, how did you kind of define your, your USP or your um, unique selling proposition? You bring up an interesting thing because that was a real challenge in the first 12 to 24 months of educating. Actually, it was a little bit longer than that. But the first couple of years were very difficult when people were shaking their head and they were asking, what is this coaching thing, <laughs> right? And you're a coach, isn't that a bus or a sports thing? Yeah. And and so I would try to describe like the work that I did and the comment I got most from that was, wow, that really seems like what a psychologist or psychiatrist or counselor would do. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not trained to do that. I'm not interested in that. It's not my strength. And so I needed to figure out how to be able to brand, like provide that sort of distinction yep. that was quick and would foster understanding. And so what I settled on, and I've been working with ever since if I've gotten this question was, okay, those professions, they are problem focused and past oriented. Coaching is opportunity-focused and future-oriented. Taken to the yeah. extreme, I couldn't care less about your past. I care everything about your future. It's the possibilities that you're creating for them, right? That's what I'm trained for as, yeah. as a professional coach is that opportunity and future orientation. And I've had my fair share of you know, prospects where if in the initial session, um, you know, it's clear that they're still stuck in the past and they haven't resolved that yet, I'll refer them out. Yeah. And I've, I've had times in my, in my business where that's been 20 to 30% of the prospects. They're not ready for coaching. Yeah. They need to be focused on the future. And if they're stuck in the past, it's not my area of expertise and strength. And I would much, I'd much rather refer them out to uh, a quality counselor, psychologist, psychiatrist to There's address a that. a distinct difference between a business coach and a counselor. Very much so. Yeah. And I wanted to drive a wedge of understanding yeah. in having that be really clear for, for people. And I found that, that when I settled on that, it's the, the light bulb went on for, pe for most yeah. people most of the time almost immediately. Yeah. So what I get is that, uh, I mean, you're coming in, uh, it's, almost, it's almost as if you're coming to, into to, to create a high-performing individual, right? And you're, you're there to, to kind of point out those blind spots, give them some guidance, get them to kind of ebb and flow through, you know, what, what's happening in their business and, and just give them some direction that, I would that they're potentially not seeing, right? I'm, I would describe it as I'm helping shape them into the leader that their business desperately wants or needs. Yeah. 
All right, Patrick, I want to switch yeah. switch gears here, um, and I want to chat a little bit more about um, you know what your take is on you know using technology or video for for brand, and is it something that you've um, dabbled with or experimented with, and uh, how how's it gone, or you know what do you see um, you know in, in terms of developing a brand, um, mm-hmm. how how powerful you know video could be. Well, first of all, I, I certainly have witnessed that we are now in the million channel universe, and it's called YouTube, <laughs> and and now all the derivatives <clears throat> from from that, and and it, it's hugely impactful because there's so many, um, you know. Uh, I'm also double certified trainer in personality styles. Mm-hmm. And so one thing I learned from from that discipline is that every every different personality style has a different form of learning what they're predisposed to yeah. in terms of how you, they learn. There's people that are that are very auditory in the way that they learn. Yeah. There's others that are very visual. There's exactly. others that yeah. are very kinesthetic, you yeah. know, uh, tactile. And so the thing about video is it ticks multiple boxes, boxes yeah. right? Almost all. If you don't get the tactile experiential to the same degree, Agreed. but it checks it checks a lot of those boxes. Yeah. And so it's no surprise to me that it's wildly like popular and and it it allows people to connect with you in ways that that they wouldn't be able to if it was just in a written or auditory format or mm-hmm. still still photography. Um, so it is it is much more engaging from that perspective. So yeah, yeah um, have I have I dabbled in it? Not really, not really in a big way, but that is. I'm planning to change that, and uh, and um, yeah, I'm looking to speak to maybe your team on 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 how to do that because I want to I want to launch the the uh, I'm going to be launching a new uh, website with that's a learning um, excellent looking so, forward to yeah, that so I want to I definitely want to leverage it but it's hugely impactful that way and the the cool thing about it is that the, the cameras these days on your phones are so good now and honestly i i believe that that when it's when something is too polished and produced there can be situations where people maybe don't feel it's as authentic yeah. or as For as sure. um personalized yeah and so there's a great deal of opportunity to be able to um use it not only out there to help with business development and marketing but i see a future where in the next five to ten years we're going to see a lot more video deployed internally into the operational aspect of businesses where businesses that are fed up and they're just not ready and willing to wait on the universities and colleges to produce really high quality graduates that are ready to work inside the company. And more up. and more companies are going to be just setting up yeah. internal learning systems uh, in yeah. their own businesses to be able to give their people or develop their people in the way that they need their people to to 
to function and operate. And it, it aligns with their systems, their objectives, and uh, it, kind of, it forms a culture in the business, right? 100%. And there's great technologies out there oh, yeah. that are super affordable that will allow you to be able to do that internally. And the people who are skilled and experienced inside the company can now capture um, you know, samples of how to do the right things the right way mm -hmm. to get the right results, which ultimately is what we're doing as coaching and consultants yeah. is help them do the right things the right way. Well, if you've got the businesses doing that internally, man, you set yourself up to scale your business at a, at a trajectory that's just stunning. Leveraged evolution, right? Leveraged evolution. Thank you. <laughs> so, Patrick, let's bring yeah. it to to a pretty hot topic that's um, you know that's that's out there now. Uh, there's this open AI um, mm -hmm. technology, Chat GPT, that people are talking about. Oh my god! And, yes. Um, you know, how do you see this kind of technology changing the way that we can leverage our brands or empower? business owners to to you know to really leverage their brands i mean there's a couple of things that i that i've thought of, about like um you know just preparing scripts for video preparing you know content um you know for social media you know things like that what what do you see as as a possibility for you know this this new technology that's coming up so there's some good news here and there's some bad news here with this yeah. um the the good news is there's going to be an opportunity to be able to, as you said, like produce content or be able to procure information and data to solve problems and cop capture opportunities at lightning speed compared to what we've been able to do in the past. Oh, yeah. um, the bad news is, I'm just giving you the highlights here, the bad news is it's going to flush out a lot of people who are pose what I would say are posers that are not really adding a ton of value, yeah. that's going to be highly disruptive. And so there's going to be there's going to be an expendable number of people that are going to be having their functions and and the value that they have you know purported to 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 offer be replaced and so there's going to be um a very i think um sudden you know dramatic shift yeah. out there and i think that's part of the reason why everyone's talking about it um it's a it's a simultaneous uh combination of excitement and fear and panic yeah 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 well, it's, it's it's disruptive innovation at its core right and oh yes i i like to think of it as um i would uh, think about the 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 internet you know when that was introduced to the public all those years back i think almost three decades ago mm -hmm. you know what was that like for people what what did they see you know um they were talking about y2k and the world coming to an end oh yeah um you know and and look at what the internet has actually created for people look at all the um the jobs and the opportunities that it's created it's far more than what it's taken away from people so mm -hmm. um i'm i'm certainly a type of person that advocates for technology and the development of it um, obviously in an ethical manner, like uh, using it in an ethical way. And I think what I'm seeing is some incredible opportunities that lay ahead for, for businesses, mm -hmm. for people, um, for education, you know, the, mm -hmm. the education system being completely revolutionized. So um, there's some, some big things that I think uh, that lay ahead of us, and I'm very excited for that future. Those that are predisposed and open to, and flexible to change 
are going to be disproportionate winners yeah. in this. Those who are still stuck to how they've been doing things, yeah. they are at highest risk. Absolutely agree with and, you. And so that is going to be, you know, <laughs> what is the saying? Um, let us live in interesting times. Yeah. This It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out and how uh, we adapt. I'm, I'm reminded of the, uh, I think it's, don't fault me if I get this wrong, but the U.S. Marines' mm -hmm. motto is we adapt, we improvise, and we win. Oh, yeah. I like that. It's just it kind of gets the spirit of I this. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And that's why they're such um, powerful and successful people, right? Yeah. Patrick, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on our show today. I'm thrilled to be able to, to, be able to have this conversation with you. Do you have any last comments for, for our audience? Maybe a special offer that you have, something that, um, you know, that you'd like to share with them, and maybe just your contact details? Absolutely. I would love to, um, especially for your Canadian audience. Yeah. Um, last year in the spring, I was approved as one of the um, official approved digital advisors for the, oh, wow. for the federal government's uh, Canada Digital Adoption Program. The CDAP. The CDAP program. Yeah. And, and I'm part of the Stream 2 um, grant, which offers a 90% grant for having a, a digital advisor like myself come into to your business, to your L uh, qualifying oh, yeah. business, and create a digital adoption plan for your business. So the things that I talked about in terms of what I, I hear about in business, yeah. the other thing that a lot of businesses, small, medium enterprises in Canada are resistant to in terms of really pursuing technology mm -hmm. is they don't always have the funds to be able to bring in an outside subject matter expert to help yeah. guide them. And so this 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 grant program uh, will cover 90% of my fee up to a maximum grant value of $15,000. Wow. And so the last since last summer, I've been doing an increasing amount of my work has been uh, that and so now over half of my work is creating these digital adoption plans for qualifying um, small medium enterprises. So for those for those um, businesses in Canada yeah. who are Canadian owned and controlled, pri uh, privately owned, for profit businesses, uh, these this is not for not for profits or not for publicly traded companies. But if they're that and they're between half a million or hundred million in top line revenues in any one, one of the last three years, you're pretty much eligible. And so people can reach out to me um, and uh, and I can share more details in a, uh, you know, a 30 minute Zoom calls with them on how that works. Yep. And once the digital adoption plan is done, they have two different government supported uh, resources to help them with the implementation of some or most or maybe all of what the plan calls for and that can be uh, that can include up to a hundred thousand dollar multi-year interest-free loan from bdc excellent and up to seventy three hundred dollar uh, youth placement wage subsidy to hire like a recent graduate of a technology uh, program or co-op student from a technology program to help them with the implementation of uh, what's called for in the plan and so they are you know short staffed uh, or tightly staffed or yeah. they are missing a skill set that's another resource that they can leverage. So it's a well-structured uh, plan. And I would love to see, you know, I was born and raised here in British Columbia. I love the West and, uh, you know, my heart's in, in British Columbia. So I want to see as much of that federal grant 
uh, money come out west to help us strengthen our our, our business base here as yeah. possible and change the world right let's go uh, let's these, go these are the guys that are going to make a real difference out there yeah patrick thank you so much Brilliant. um thank we'll, you we're going to drop your details down in the uh, the chat uh, below yeah um and then people can reach out to you directly and um yeah, pick up the conversation thanks for looking thank after you. me so well thank you thank you for joining us in studio today it's been an absolute pleasure pleasure has been shared thank you so much Lyndon thank you for watching another episode of becoming the brand and we'll see you again soon